Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Truth in Christ Radio, a Bible teaching radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Rochester with Senior Pastor Rob Kellogg. So I look, verse 8, and behold a pale horse. Notice that all power was given to him over a quarter, a fourth of the earth, to kill with the sword, with hunger, with death, and the beasts of the field. Earth's population as of March 2020 is 7,800,000,000 people. And a quarter of the people, a quarter of the population right now, when this second, when this third horseman comes on the scene, you know what it's going to be like? A quarter of our current population as of March 2020 a quarter of it would be 1,950,000,000 people are going to die. Welcome, everyone, to our Bible study on Truth in Christ Radio. Our modern age has seen hundreds of millions killed by dictators, wars, and famine. Yet all that will pale in comparison to the death toll coming in the wake of this ultimate dictator. No wonder why Jesus made us aware of this time. In the book of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 21, he said, For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. Now let's join Pastor Rob as he continues our study in the book of Revelation. Starting way back in the 50s has gone like this ever since. So we've got this great disposable income and our food the, the, amount, the, the percentage that we spend on food is getting lower and lower. Even in 2008, when we had what we called the Great uh, Recession, remember that? It was still at 9.6. 9.6 of our DPI was used on food. And why do I bring that up? Because when this occurs, when this, when this horseman comes onto the scene, it is going to make the Great Depression look like child's play. No, no, the, our world has never seen anything like it. It's going to make the 24% disposable personal income, <laughs> it's going to be nearly 100%. That's how bad things are going to get. We've never, ever experienced anything like that, ever. Even in the Great Depression, when people were jumping out of windows, when their investments were drying up, when they knew that they, the food was going to be expensive and they lost all this money, They jumped out of windows. What's it going to be like when nearly 100% occurs? When a whole day's wage is just going to buy you enough food for you. When he opened the fourth seal, verse 7, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, now a pale horse. And the name, and this is the first horse that's actually given a name. The name who sat on him was Death, and Hades followed with him. And power was given to him over a fourth of the earth. To do what? To kill with the sword. 
with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. This pale horse, it's an ash-colored horse, it's a pale color. The, the, the word in the original language is chloros, which is where we get chlorophyll. And it's, it's a greenish color, but this color is like a yellowish, greenish, kind of sickly color. It's the kind of color you feel when you're nauseous. You know what I mean? It's the color you feel when you're nauseous. That's this pale horse. One author said that this color gives the image of a corpse in the advanced stages of decomposition. This is how ugly. And what does this signify? Famine and plagues. Pestilence. Are we getting a taste of it now? Right now, we're right in the middle of this thing. And it's really not that bad. Honestly, this thing's just a little bit worse than the flu, a little bit. And yet, we're locked down. Don't go outside. So much fear. I don't know about you, but I've probably overstepping what I'm saying here, but I'm sick of this. I think there's a truth. I think we've been bamboozled to some extent, to a large extent. Take care of the elderly. Absolutely. But the rest of us, my opinion, we should get back to work. We should get back to church. Do the right things. So we looked and noticed this pale horse, the name on him was death. This, this word is thanatos. So this is interesting. This is literally the physical death of the body. And I don't understand uh, that it speaks of them, you know, death, thanatos, and Hades. We know what Hades is, right? Hades is that the abode of the dead, the underworld, where a person goes, if they reject Christ, where do they go? They go to hell. We call that Hades. That's where they go. It's a holding pattern. It's a holding place. Until the great white throne judgment where death and Hades are cast into the lake of fire, which is Gehenna, which is the eternal state. And so when anybody goes there, it is not a pretty place. All your friends are not there partying with Jim Beam and Jack Daniels and listening to Charlie Daniels. Your friends aren't having a party there. They are in great suffering. Hopefully they're not. Yeah, man, see you in hell. Really? You hear that? Some people? They have no clue. Willful ignorance. First time we hear of this pair is in Revelation chapter 1, verse 18. In fact, what does it say? Let me just read it to you. Jesus, when he spoke in Revelation, the very beginning, he says, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of what? Hades and Thanatos, death and hell. I have the keys to those things. We see it here in chapter 6, and we'll also see it when we get to Revelation chapter 20, where it says in verse 13 of chapter 20, the sea gave up the dead who were in it. And this is right before the great white throne judgment. And notice, and death and Hades, Thanatos and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. And then death and Hades were cast into what? The lake of fire. We call it Gehenna, a place of never-ending torment. That's the eternal state. That is the second death, and that's where they are going. And notice, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. That's a company I don't want to keep. 
It wasn't even designed. Jesus tells us in Matthew 25 that hell was not created for people. It was originally created for his demons and Satan and the beast, the Antichrist and the false prophet. It was created for them And we choose whether we go there. What an amazing thing. I get to choose. I think I'll choose Christ. That's a party I don't want to be around. They're probably listening to ACDC. Hell's bells. Back in black. Dirty deeds done dirt cheap. They're going to be singing. I don't want to be there. Actually, they're not going to be singing. They're going to be screaming. It's a part of the gospel, folks. Again, we can't leave out. I got saved because somebody told me the bad news. The bad news? What was it, Rob? If you continue in this life, in this sin that you're, you're doing, if you continue and you don't repent and turn to Christ, you are going to hell. What? And he showed it to me in the Bible. I read it and I'm like, Fear brought me into the kingdom of God, but it was quickly eclipsed by love and grace. I love it, don't you? Don't be afraid to tell people the bad news. Don't be afraid of turning them off. Tell them. They need to know, because they think they're okay. I'm okay. You're okay. It's like a Barney cartoon. I'm okay. You're okay. You know, and everyone's dancing, and everyone's purple and having a soft drink, you know. A sippy cup. I mean, it's, it's not that way. So I look, verse 8, and behold a pale horse. Notice that all power was given to him over a quarter, a fourth of the earth, to kill at the sword with hunger, with death, and the beasts of the field. Earth's population as of March 2020 is 7,800,000,000 people. And a quarter of the people, a quarter of the population right now, when this, second, when this third horseman comes on the scene, you know what it's going to be like? A quarter of our current population, as of March 2020, a quarter of it would be 1,950,000,000 people are going to die. One of four people that you see will no longer be here. That's the judgment. Notice he's going to kill with the beasts of the field. This, um, the word is therion, and it could mean a wild animal. Certainly, because of the famine, wild animals are going to need to eat too, and God's going to allow them, perhaps. It could be the wild beasts, you know, the lions and the tigers. I mean, I'm not going to want to go to the Adirondacks during this time. Thank God I won't be here at that time. But if I was, I'm certainly not going to go to the Adirondacks because I'm going to see the black bears when they were normally would scatter away when they see you. Now they're going to be like, bring it. No, I want to go. No, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna, we're going to do business right now. No, I really don't want to do business with you, Mr. Bear. No, we're going to have business. He's going to come after you. The restraint of the animal kingdom, lions, tigers, bears, oh my. Could it be the military or political leaders? It could be. Could it be plagues that come from birds or animals such as AIDS, Ebola, bird flu, COVID-19? Some believe that that could be the beasts of the earth. Could be. And then verse 9, Then he opened the fifth seal, and I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. These are the people during the tribulation period that are going to be martyred. Are people going to be able to be saved after the, during the tribulation period, after the churches are moved? Yes, they will be. It's going to be very difficult. And when they do get saved, they will be hunted, and many of them will be killed. 
They will be martyred. And that's the people that is the, the, the word is spoken of, speaking of right here. And I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain, what for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Now you may be asking yourself, why is this a judgment that these are going to be taken from the earth and they are going to be secured under the altar? Why is that a judgment? Let me suggest to you this. The removal of these believers... When we are removed from the earth, it is going to be a judgment upon the earth. Did you know that? The rapture is going to be a blessing for us. We call it the blessed hope, but guess what? It's going to be a judgment for the world because the light and the salt is gone. It doesn't mean that the Spirit of God can't move, but it's going to be very, 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 very different. We're going to be removed. (laughs) There's going to be nobody in the way. They will think of it as a blessing I shared this with you before. I had a co-worker when I worked at a company here in Rochester. And she was a lesbian. She was a really nice lady, honestly. I really liked her. I mean, as a person, she was very fun to be around. And, and I talked to her and I shared with her. She's very staunch in her position. You know, I, I shared with her. I could, that's all I could do. But I remember one time I walked by her desk. And, and you've heard me say this before. And she had a sticker on her thing. It says, I can't wait for the rapture. And when I saw that, I'm like, wow, I can't wait for the rapture. We'll have the whole world to ourselves. Did that sink in? Once these idiots are removed, these fundamental pre-tribbers, once they're removed, oh, we'll have it all to ourselves. Ah, what bliss. Hanging in the hammock by the shores of the Anirondacks. Bliss. Really? My Bible says something different. But it's going to be a judgment for even those believers to be in heaven. Because notice what it says in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. And Paul said to them, You know what is restraining, that he may be revealed, speaking of the Antichrist, in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains, speaking of the Spirit of God in the church, will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then, then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth. And destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, all power, all signs and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. Why? Because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they may all be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. There is no greater thing that we have. We've got such a blessing. Aren't we so blessed? You have the truth. You're going up. I don't care about your performance today or your performance yesterday. If you're a believer, you're going up. We all are, we're all a mess. But hopefully you're less of a mess than you were yesterday. If not, that's when you need to get on your knees and say, Lord, I don't want to be a mess anymore. Help me to be obedient to you. And when I fail, God, and I'm going to fail, help me to, to confess it and to to get on my knees and confess it. And what is the, the, the truth? He will forgive us. You're going to be with him, saints. Hang in there. Regardless of how you feel right now, God has a plan and he's working it out. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Stay in the game. Stay in the fight. Get back to church. For those of you who are watching, come back to church. Wear your mask. It's fine. Probably a good idea for now. Wash your hands. 
And they cried with a loud voice, these martyrs, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? And we'll see the answer to this question is given to us at the very end of the next verse. And what is it? Let's get to it. Then a white robe was given to each one of them. This speaks of believers. And it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who would be killed as they were was completed. There's the answer to the question. How long, Lord? How long? until you avenge, until they, until all, and those who are on the earth, your brothers, and those who, your fellow servants, are killed as you were. Until that's completed, when that's completed, then the hammer is going to fall. And the hammer's already starting to fall, but it's going to get a lot worse. And I looked, and he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood, and the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs when it's shaken by a mighty wind. And then the sky receded as a scroll when it's rolled up, and every mountain and every island was moved out of its place. And we see these verses in the scripture that speak of this, of this time. Now, the thing that I'm not really sure about, to be honest with you, I think that there could be, these things could be happening. But we know that at the end of the book of Revelation, these things are going to be happening with even greater intensity. And so we see uh, toward the end in the bold, the bold judgments of God, the very last half of the, of the tribulation, these things that we're reading about here are going to be magnified even worse. And what does Jesus say in Matthew 24? He says, nation will rise against nation, a kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. We're already seeing these things. They are birth pangs. They are happening right now, but we're not in that period yet. But can you see how things are ramping up? Have you been awake in the last 20 years, the last 30 years? Science proves this. You, you, there's graphs that they have of this stuff. It's, it's, it's no lie. I mean, the, the, the earthquakes and the intensities of them in diverse places, pestilences, famines, Ebola, COVID, you name it, it's all ramping up. It's going up and up and up. And pretty soon, when the churches are moved, it's just going to continue on and get even worse. We're just seeing the beginning of the birth pangs before the church is removed. What does it say in Matthew 24, verse 29 through 31? Immediately after the tribulation of those days, now we're speaking of the time toward the end before Jesus returns, that the days of the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from heaven. Does it sound familiar? It sounds like what we just read. And the powers of the heaven will be shaken, and then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming. Can you imagine seeing him come in the clouds? And what does it say? They're going to see him coming with the clouds with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And they will gather together as elect from the four winds. From those faithful. Actually, we'll, we'll get into that when we get in there. Sorry about that. What does it say in Joel? A day of darkness. It's a day of gloominess. A day of clouds and thick darkness like the morning clouds spread over the mountains. A people come great and strong, the like of which has never been seen, nor will ever be any such after them, even for many successive generations. Joel 2.10, the earth quakes before them, the heavens tremble, the sun and moon grow dark, the stars diminish their brightness. Joel 2, verse 30 and 31, and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. Amen? I hope nobody I know has to face that. In Isaiah 34, verse 4, all the host of heaven shall be dissolved. 
Peter talked about this in his epistle. The heavens, the earth, everything is, is going to be dissolved with fervent heat. And then God will create a new heaven and a new earth. We'll see that in Revelation 21 and 22. But all the hosts of heaven, Isaiah 34, 4, will, shall be dissolved. The heavens shall be rolled up like a scroll. All their hosts shall fall down as the leaves fall from the vine and as fruit falling from a fig tree. The stars, things, meteors, it's going to happen big time. It's going to change things pretty rapidly, pretty dramatically. Verse 15, let's go on in chapter 6 here. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains. And they said to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us, hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the day of his wrath has come, and who is able to stand? I love how this chapter ends with a question, and that question will be answered in the very very next chapter. When we look at chapter 7, the answer to the question posed here is the subject of chapter 7. When the seventh, And then after chapter 7, we'll finally find the seventh seal, which will open, be opened in chapter 8. But we have this parenthetical chapter, chapter 7, which we'll look at next week. It speaks of the 144,000. It speaks of those on the earth that are, that are uh, martyred for their faith while on the earth. We got a picture of them already saying, How long, O Lord, faithful and true, will you allow these things before you bring judgment upon the world? We will see in chapter 7. Let's, uh, let's stand and um, let's pray. This is a, a really interesting chapter. But folks, do you see that these things are happening? We see them happening. I don't know about you, but it's just it's becoming more clear. It's like, have you ever seen a, have you, have you ever had a pair of binoculars? Recently had a pair of binoculars on, and you've got to focus them in. It's kind of fuzzy, you know. And about 30 years ago, about 40 years ago, it was really fuzzy. And now as we come into the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, the focus is starting to come. It's coming, and we're able to see these things. And pretty soon it's getting clearer and clearer, and pretty soon it's going to be so clear and the Lord will go done we'll be out of here and then the judgment of God God is a great God of love don't ever forget that as we go through these chapters it's a very difficult passage very difficult period in the Bible it's basically the worst parts of the Bible meaning death and judgment I mean who likes to talk about that I'd much rather talk about the love and the grace of God But you know what? The love and the grace of God is all over this chapter if you look for it because he's allowing people to be saved even during it. He's always throwing the dragnet out, (laughs) no matter what. Are you caught in that dragnet? If you're not caught in his dragnet of salvation, will you today allow yourself to be like a beached whale? Allow yourself to be caught. Let yourself be caught. For those of you listening on 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 the Internet, allow yourself to be taken Allow him to grab a hold of you. Come into the fold of God. What have you got to lose? You've got nothing to lose. You've got everything to gain. Why wait? Do it now. Do it today. Do not wait one more minute. You must give your heart to Christ. Amen? 
Father, we ask that you would do that, that work, Lord. It's a work sovereignly that you do. We can't make it happen. We can't uh, force it upon anyone else. But, Lord, we pray that you'd open the hearts and open the wills of people, our own especially, Lord. Your word says that judgment must first begin at the house of God, meaning we have to shape it up, Lord. You've got a better plan. You've got a great plan for us, Lord. Help us to awaken from any slumber that we are in. Help us to awaken from any compromise that we've been allowing ourselves to be in. Lord, awaken us, refresh us, renew us, revive us, God. Revive this country that is in such a mess, Lord. Lord, help us, cleanse us, heal us. Save now, Lord. Save now, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. I'm sorry, that's all the time we have for today, but please join us next time as Pastor Rob continues our journey through the book of Revelation. Calvary Chapel of Rochester is located at 2503 Browncroft Boulevard, Rochester, New York, 14625. You can reach us at our church office between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday at area code 585-586-3140. If you would like to have an audio CD of today's message mailed to you in its unedited form, simply mention today's date when contacting our church office. You can also contact us via the web by logging on to www.calvaryrochester.com. There you will be able to access a number of useful things, such as information concerning our beliefs, our ministries, contact information, our location, service times, and much more. You can also download or listen to the radio and sanctuary messages free of charge from the teachings link at the top of the page. To listen to Calvary Chapel of Rochester Sanctuary messages or Truth in Christ Radio on your mobile device, just subscribe to both through Google Play and Apple Podcast. You may also join us on Sundays and Thursdays through live streaming of our services and Bible studies. Just click on the online services link. We're so glad that you could join us today. And if there is any way that we can bless you in your walk with Jesus Christ, please don't hesitate to call our church office. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And for this cause, I have come into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. May God bless you in abundance today as you walk with him. And until next time, this has been Truth in Christ.